Coffee and Cream with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. Now Mookie with a shot to left, and it is gone, a home run. Deep into Mandy Wood. Mookie Bitch, when you're hot, you're hot. Here's the 0-1 pitch swung on. That ball's hit deep to left field. Forget about it. That ball is gone. A two-run home run for Wilmer Flores, and it makes it a 3-2 Giants lead. Deep drive to left off the bat of Amaya. This ball's got a chance. Gone. Long home run for the rookie catcher, Miguel Amaya. And the Cubs lead 4-1. 0-1 pitch. Mateo hits it high and deep. Left field. Kemp back. Giving way to tail to Butler. He can't make the catch. It bangs off the wall. Mateo around second. Pass third. He's going to try and score. Jorge Mateo and inside the park home run. That's, that's a question everywhere, man. Every every school, I mean, Georgia, man, every school is saying this, we ain't got enough big guys, right? But now, nah, but uh, again, I, I look at skill sets. I mean, that's why you got guys like MJ, the 250, 255 pounders. You got Blaze, 260. Um, and then the the true emphasis on on rotating and playing a lot of guys in there so that way you're taking if you could take 10 15 20 snaps off in the early season that's 10 15 20 snaps you're going to get later on in the season so uh, I think that's the way you keep them fresh is just to be able to rotate those guys and take early snaps off of them so you got them late hey good morning Coffee and cream. Ravi Lula in for the first hour, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'm Andrew Rogers. Ravi in the chair because DB is out at practice. If you guys check the forecast, you'll see that, well, today it's supposed to be in the high 90s. And then, what is it, tomorrow and Wednesday, over 100? Yeah, like 101, 103, somewhere in there. Uh, Not great. Oh, you don't want to run outside with all all your pads on. I mean, you could have stopped at, do I want to run outside? <laughs> I could have stopped at run. run? Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless I'm chasing a pickleball, I'm not running. Uh, but no, yeah, it's uh, going to be a little toasty today. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you'll be playing pickleball Tuesday or no. Wednesday. Well, right? I got some indoor places I can play too. Mm, so, you bougie. Know. Well, a little bougie. I did join my gym specifically because they have dedicated pickleball courts. Is that going to be a, a norm now? Is I don't know. Every gym just going to have pickleball courts because it seems like that's all anybody wants to play recreationally. If I'm going yeah. to like do an activity either um, as a couple, like with the fiance, or if you just kind of like drive past a park, mm-hmm. you'll just see people on the tennis courts not playing tennis, yeah. but playing pickleball. Yeah, I think it's going to be for a lot of the places that have. Probably not replacing basketball courts, but like if you if they've got a tennis space, mm-hmm. uh, racquetball space, that kind of stuff, a lot of those are being converted into pickleball courts, which I'm I'm thrilled about. The more the better. Now, did you play pickleball this weekend? I did. I played on Saturday morning with this Doesn't shock me. group. I, I know. I've actually. You know, I've been busy. I've only been playing like two, three times a week instead of three, four times a week. So I've had to at least you're staying active. right? Yeah. You know, I, I, I had to cut back a little bit, but it's I don't know. It's fun. I got I started playing like a year ago and I just got addicted. And so mm. now I play way too much. Gosh, it didn't seem like I even had a weekend. I was telling you that coming in today. Yeah. I uh, well, you know, it started at Bell West Prep. Yeah. On Friday. We were both there separately. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even realize it, but you know I think what? I, wa- I think I saw you walk by at one point, but by the time my brain registered, like, oh, say hi to Andrew, you were, like, too far, and I was like, oh, I, uh, I just, just had one of those <laughs> moments. I'll know? just keep walking, right? <laughs> no, first off, 
what a showing yeah. for Week Zero football. Um, and a good matchup at that. I don't think a lot of people gave Prep enough credit no. going into that game yeah. for what they ended up putting on the board. Uh, what were they down? Six and a half? And then they ended up scoring out a half and were leading 14-13 yeah, lead. at one point. Yeah. You know, it shocked me because I was, I was standing on the sidelines before the game. I was talking to Jacob Padilla, and, you know, we just kind of went back and forth and uh, just talking about what we saw on the field just prior mm-hmm. warm-ups and, you know, I think it was him that asked me, at what point does Huffman pull Kalen? Oh, yeah. like what? Just because the idea yeah. going in was this West is probably going gonna... to be like a 55-7 to seven game. Yeah, they thought they were going to wax Right. Him. Yeah, it turns out that Creighton was... Prep had something else in store for them. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you, you, you make some big plays on defense. Mm-hmm. You start eating the clock a little bit. The wind became a factor mm-hmm. on a lot of DK's passes. It didn't seem like he had great touch on the ball, couldn't really find his rhythm. Mm-hmm. And boom, this game stayed close from start to finish. Yeah, well, and it honestly could have been a lot scarier for Bellevue West. Uh, Creighton Prep fumbles on their opening drive inside the 10-yard line as they're driving to go uh, score. Um, that could have, I think, really changed the tone of the game by immediately putting pressure on Bellevue West. Um, you know, they had another uh, fumble, I think, in the fourth quarter after they'd gotten Bellevue West to turn over on downs, and they had a chance to go take the lead back or at least tie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they had opportunities to have it be even – uh, more of a game than it was, which it was 2014 until very late in the fourth quarter. I mean, Bellevue West tacked one on at the very, at the very end. end. Yeah, the very, very end, like under like a minute, like basically mm-hmm. a minute left or something to give themselves a little insurance. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people were on the page you and, and Padilla were at where it's, hey, Bellevue West is going to kind of run away with this. Prep is super young, which they are. Those and are that, all was, f- that was the thing. It was yeah. – it's not that they didn't think they were talented. It's just you're dealing with a group of unknowns, right? Like unknowns. You just, you just didn't really versus you didn't a know group, what to expect with that group. Yeah, versus a group of what you thought you'd know knew exactly what to expect from mm-hmm. at uh, Bellevue West with Kalen and Hall and McMorris, especially. Um, you know, they got. I think they got kind of a a wake up call a little bit where. You know, maybe they're not as far along as they thought they mm-hmm. were. Maybe they're – maybe they expose some – Could be first game jitter. Yeah, very, week very easily could be first game, first week deal. Um, it's early, so, you know, maybe they're in, in terms of the – in the month, it's, it's earlier than the rest of the games. I know they got an extra week on the front end, but, you know, maybe it throws off your internal timing a little bit. Um, it, was, it was interesting, but I, I think all the credit in the world has to go to prep because mm-hmm. – those were a bunch of young kids. I was sitting right behind the prep sideline, and after the first drive where Bellevue West scored, after prep fumbled and then Bellevue West went down and scored, some of their coaches were like, hey, this is varsity football, guys. Like, this is what it's like. You've seen it now. It, like, time to adjust and get out there. And to their credit, you know, when I heard that and I was like, yeah, it might be a long night for you guys at varsity football. Right. Turns out they they made those adjustments and they were ready to roll. It was – I was thoroughly impressed with the ability of, of Creighton Prep to to not be really flustered by all the talent on the other side of the ball. Well, and Prep had every chance to really take a a nice, sizable lead in this game, they too. Did, yeah. uh, you know, let's just take that first drive, for example, when Prep was coming back down seven. And um, 
I, I think it was before, before the kick. No, it was right after Bellevue West got called for running into the kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so Prep was going to put points on the board. They ended up missing the, the field goal, mm-hmm. but because of the penalty, they got an automatic first down because it was fourth and four, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. And then the very next play call, because Prep was running the football a lot on, yeah. the, first, on the first play of each uh, new drive, and Caniglio does a really nice fake, gets the entire Bell West defense mm-hmm. to bite, has Michael Burt going toward the corner of the end zone yep. and just barely throws it a step in front of him. And I thought, man, if Prep is going to win this game, they have to make those yeah. those plays. And I don't, I'm not saying you have to be perfect. No. But, but when that's you something get, you can't miss against this Bell West team. Well, and when you – it's one of those things where you get the play call right – and you beat them, mm-hmm. when you beat them, you have to take advantage of it. And that was the thing um, that I, I don't think Prep was quite able to take advantage of were some of those openings that they created. Honestly, it's not even – like Bellevue West gave them some openings, but they created openings for themselves, and they weren't always able to convert and take advantage of those. So, like, it, it really could have been even an even closer game than it ended up being. And I will say, like – Coniglio had some really nice moments. Um, he had a deep ball that, frankly, might have been the best ball thrown all night oh, by either yeah. by either team, right? And that's – you're talking about, you know, four-star Danny Kalen on the other side. I thought that was the best ball all night was uh, a ball down the middle, deep ball uh, from Coniglio. Um, they ran the ball really well and effectively. But one of the things I kind of was – and I think they'll be able to take advantage of this later in the year. Coniglio with those ball fakes, like you mentioned, where he would – you know, uh, do a, a hand, fake the handoff, and then he would hide. The, he was really mm-hmm. good at hiding the ball, and then doing a kind of a naked. He kind of did like an Aaron Rodgers like slow strut as he turned. Yeah, his body he around. like really sold him, and then he would come around on these uh, kind of naked QB bootlegs, and like I was really impressed with some of that. He's got to figure out how to make some of those plays, like you were talking about the pass to Burt after he sells it like that. But mm-hmm. if you're able to to throw the defense off that way. Like there's going to be some good things that happen for prep down the road because of it. And uh, unfortunately for them, they, they weren't able to take advantage of those on Friday. But I think, I mean, they kind of went from being, I think a little bit overlooked this year to everybody's going to be paying attention for the next couple of weeks, at least just to see, Hey, was that for real? Was that just up for the first game? Mm-hmm. What was that? Because, if that's who Prep is, they're going to have a lot more to say this season than I well, think talk people to the talk to the TV guys that were there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they expected to be there past halftime. <laughs> they thought, hey, I'm going to get my highlights. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the studio. We're going to edit some things up. Get my Husker first, commit yep. highlight packages. Mm-hmm. and that's, yep. yeah. First week of high school football, game night or whatever they call it, starts the next week for them as they kind of cover a bunch of high schools mm-hmm. in the area. But, you know, you saw – Guys like Adam Kruger still there. Mm-hmm. You saw, you know, Channel 6 still there. Um, you know, KETV, Matt Foster still there. Yeah. Like, they, they couldn't leave no. because all you got highlights-wise was one Bell West touchdown. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, potentially you can, you know, work in that running into the kicker penalty. Yeah. Uh, that ended up uh, – did that turn into sick? No, they ended up fumbling. That was the one yeah, they fumbled so, on. So then it was yeah. a turnover, and then, you know – Prep and Bell West get one more touchdown before the quarter, but 
you're not really going to settle in on those highlights going yeah. and then leaving. So you stay for the third, and then you get prepped to score right away. And it's just like, yeah. well, now the game's too good to leave. Right? And so yeah. you just find yourself staying and staying and staying. At one point I saw, I, I think it was – I think it was Channel 3. I think it was Kruger that left and had um, his counterpart, mm-hmm. uh, Kelsey, come in and take over shooting the rest of the game so yeah. that he could get back to the studio. And I'm just like, you know what? As, as a media member, I get it. Yeah. And, and as a former TV I guy, in I the get TV it. world, yeah. I really do get that. Now, on that running into the kicker penalty, it was funny. I met Brunts for the first time at the game. Oh, like, nice. Face-to-face. Like, yeah. I, you know, we talk to him every day on the show, but yeah. um, I had never met him officially in person. And he was supposed to golf with – with me and Severe and, and Nick Hanley the other day, but, um, you know, just didn't – he sent BC instead. Brian yeah. Christofferson ended up coming instead. And so, uh, well, that was the week you were filling in. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. It was Pinnacle Bank Championship mm-hmm. week. So, I, I'm talking to Brunt, and he knows how much of a degenerate I am. Like, they're lining up for the field goal, and he looks over at me, and he goes, hey, what's the line on the make or miss? <laughs> I'm like, you dog, you're so <laughs> snarky. And it was tough. <laughs> it was tough to predict. So I actually said it at, uh, I think it was plus 111 to make. Oh, okay. Uh, it was about a 40-yard field goal, yeah, but he a, had the wind. He did have the wind. It was, uh, and I think it was long enough. I think it just kind of slid off mm-hmm. to the side. Oh, it was definitely long yeah, enough. Yeah, it had the leg for it, which, you know, plus plus 111 is probably fair on that. Right. 40 yards is a is a good boot for a high school kicker, but wind at your back. I mean, you're probably only with that wind too. Yeah. You're probably only kicking about a 30 yard field goal if you get it in the air. Yeah, I got there was pretty some pretty good gusts there on Friday night, which you kind of mentioned. I think it it impacted some of the passing, mm-hmm. um, depending on you know, and you know, you're switching sides obviously at the quarter, so kind of going. With the win, against the win, you got to make some adjustments on your, especially the longer throws there, um, which I thought was interesting. You know, I'll, I'll be interested to watch Bellevue West offense this year. Um, I thought maybe the they would take a few more shots than they did. Uh, they were relying on a lot of quick hitters. They ran Kalen a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there was a lot of QB keepers well, there. Well, and, you know, I thought about it, too. It, it, it all goes back to me or, or for me mm-hmm. that Kalen just didn't have his best game. Like, yeah. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't completing passes that he normally he probably makes. needs to, yeah. And, you know, it, it seemed like he relied on his first option too much. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see him, you know, maybe let something else develop. Go through it, the progression Yeah, a there were a couple passes that I'm like, well, like, I know what you were thinking there, but you had to kind of overthrow a little bit in order to for try it not to be picked. throw him open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, th- there were some things that need to be cleaned up. You'll go back and they'll go back in the film room and be mm-hmm. like, okay. Like, you know, you got it out, right? You got yeah. all those, got those first, first one week out. jitters out. Yeah. Now let's lock back in mm-hmm. uh, and things will work out. But, yeah, going back to your point, um, you know, there, there was just a lot to a lot to take away from, from week zero football. Yeah, and, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. It's great to have real football games again, you know. Um, <laughs> Opposed to all these scrimmages that we're well, seeing. Well, scrimmages or <laughs> and <laughs> or seven on seven. simulated <laughs> games and seven-on-sevens and even – you know, preseason football on TV, it's like, you know, I, I I usually will turn it on at some point just because it's nice to have football on TV, but I don't know, man. It's I, I really struggle with some of these, you know, especially second halves in, in these preseason games with, with guys you're never going to see play in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just uh, I struggle a little bit with that. So it's nice to have one where the, you know, the record actually counts. 
Uh, you know, I, I mentioned that I had a really busy weekend, and then we kind of got on the Bell West crazy yeah. train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the other two days of my weekend were taken up by – by prospect baseball. I'm coaching for the prospects this year. And so we mm-hmm. had some scrimmages that uh, we needed to get nailed out so we could separate the teams accordingly. And, uh, you know, we saw some really talented guys, yeah. you know, from all over the state. Um, there was a, there was a shortstop from Grand Island Northwest, Sam Dickelman, really good player, good fundamentals, respectful kid. Yeah. Um, really took a liking to him some some guys from Millard West which you know is kind of obvious based on what we saw from last year like Millard West is is you know primarily a really good baseball team yeah so um you know a few of those guys really stood out Millard South had some Millard North uh Lincoln so Lincoln uh, showed out pretty well uh there was a couple from Lincoln East the state champion in Class A. Okay. So, you know, all in all, I'm just at the field. Saturday was nice. I, I was doing some coaching. Sunday was more trying to separate rosters. Yeah. And, you know, in the past, because this is my first year coaching, in the past I was told, like, it's really top-heavy from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And I get it with the top team. Like, you want, like, one sure. like elite squad. But yeah. I said throughout the rest, I'm like, I don't want team two – to really be that much different than team four. Sure. Like, let's, like, spread the wealth a little bit, mm-hmm. make every team competitive. And, you know, we tried to do that, and then things changed a little bit. We tried, things changed. But we spent on Sunday, we were up in the press box. Thank goodness there was AC up there. <laughs> Thank goodness. We're at Elkhorn Legion, and they had a wall unit. Yeah. But we spent – probably two and a half hours just trying to evaluate players and, yeah. and just see what we had like yeah. we wrote down guys on paper and we had to separate by position yeah. and uh normally there's an influx of middle infielders not this year yeah that's odd yeah and, that's and really then odd. there's like not enough pitchers nope this year there's there's plenty of pitchers <laughs> Coming out of or ears. outfielders or whatever yeah. it is so it's just funny how things kind of things kind of evolve as, as you start putting pen to paper yeah but we spent like i said two and a half hours crossing off names writing somebody new and then it's like no nah, let's move him over to this team and then oh we're gonna move this guy back and then oh no the this this player has like you know previous time spent with this coach so um let's keep that the same because really at the end of the day for fall ball it's mm-hmm. all about the coach sure it's not about the actual team right like if if a coach really fits in with somebody's skill or yeah. somebody's personality, that's going to better enhance a junior in high school because that's who we're coaching yeah, right. than actual instructional stuff yeah. because they know what to do. Yeah. They're, they're playing fall ball. They're playing varsity baseball. Like They're, they're there for a reason. Yeah. And Omaha and, and Lincoln – produce really good baseball programs for a reason. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit back and say, all right, we're going to work on ground balls today. No, like, no, yeah, like, I'm just going to try and get reps in and try correct. to stay sharp. Yeah, and, and so that's what it really maybe boiled down to things. was yeah. trying to know somebody's personality without actually knowing yeah. their personality. Yeah, which is really hard to do over like two days of not of mostly right. just you're not trying. Now, fortunately, you yeah. know, majority of these prospect coaches are – two, three, four-year guys already. So they know yeah. what they're looking at. Yeah. But for me, it's hard to even, you know, like really put guys down that I'm like, I can, I can really help because I just, I need to know them. I need to get to know them more. Right. So I'm just kind of trusting my, my head coach right now and, and he's trusting me. So it's a, it's a really good dynamic there. But yeah, I spent all weekend at the I baseball I say most field. of uh Yeah, it was nine to, nine to about 
two where, on Does Elkhorn still Saturday. play there at Tahazuka? Is that where it is? <sighs> is that what that's called? I think so. It's uh, just like park. It's like kind of a city park in Elkhorn. It, it's, it was right by the Renaissance, um, mm. like event center. I think that's what that's called, Renaissance. I'm trying to remember. So you said a word that I probably can't pronounce without hearing it again. Um, or even Tahazuka. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it either, but I think that's the name of the park out there. So the the only way I knew how to get there was on, on Saturday, one of the other assistants pulled up Google Maps. And you know how you can, like, zoom in with satellite mm-hmm. and then, like, see the field? Yeah. And then I marked the field when I did that, so I don't really <laughs> even know where I went. <laughs> like, I that's just kind of followed my pin. That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel that for sure. No, it's – uh, that's fun. I – the evaluation process and the talent evaluation process was my favorite part about coaching was um, just kind of skill evaluation. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff was by far my favorite. Oh, and I love looking at arm slot of pitchers. Oh, yeah, and I, yeah. I love like uh, past Velo, right? Because we had Jay Ziola come mm-hmm. and, and he, um, oh, his cousin goes to prep. Ziola, is he at Scott? Where is he? Oh, man. I'm blanking on his school. But uh, you know he's already committed to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother's top ten in the state in wrestling. Our brother, twin brother, yeah, his mm-hmm. twin brother is. Maybe I don't know why I'm getting the whole family mixed up. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the cousins go to Creighton Prep. <laughs> That's beside the point. He threw on Saturday. He's mm-hmm. not going to play with us. He's going to play on the national team. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was pumping like high 80s, low 90s. Yeah, and his stuff was. Nasty stuff. But he's somebody that, like, you look at him and you're like, okay, like, you don't seem, like, overly strong. He's getting built up. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell that Nebraska is saying, like, all right, here's what you need to eat. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, But this man is just a player. Yeah. He just looks so smooth on the bump from start to finish. He struck out, like, six or seven in three innings. I'm like, good Lord. That'll work. guy. (laughs) Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah, he played um, he, he played really well. But just like looking at little things like yeah. that or, or even just fundamentals of, you know, just your footwork on turns, on double plays, things like that. Mm-hmm. But the best part for me is like this is what I tell every athlete that I work with, especially in baseball. Play confident. Mm-hmm. Just play confident. That's 50% of what baseball is. Oh, yeah. You already know how to do everything else. Yeah. Everything else, you know how to throw a ball to first base. You know how to field a ground ball. You know how to you know, catch a fly ball. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what you forget is, is your confidence level. Yeah. But if you play confident through everything, that's how you will separate yourself from the rest. If you make an error in the first inning, you may not see a ground ball until the fourth inning. Yeah. But it, you have to realize that every single pitch you're playing confident. Mm-hmm. Same thing with pitchers. You may give up a couple of bleeders. Well, guess what? That happens in baseball. Yeah. They don't hit it hard, but they find the hole. You have to play confident and stay into you. Yeah. Think about what makes you a strong pitcher, player, whatever it is. And that's what I try to push with these guys mostly. Well, especially in, like you mentioned, fall ball, where you're not going to have a ton of time. No, it's a month and a half. Yeah, to tweak things and to, like, work on mechanics or anything like that. Just getting guys in the right mindset is, is maybe the most helpful thing you can do. Yeah, so busy weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the Nebraska Podcast Awards. Coffee and cream. There you go. Took home two awards. Yeah. All right. Thank you to Ravi. Thank you to Shane. Thank you, DB. Sasha, as well. Uh, this was well-deserved 
from the family, right? Mm, I yeah. was just there to receive it yeah. for us. Uh, but number one in the airwaves. Yeah. And best guess. There you go. And speaking of guests, we have Sam McEwen on today. <laughs> He'll come your way at 8 o'clock. We'll take a short break. More CNC next.